So, oh fuck yes, welcome to the Hype. Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardis. Woo! Samantha Garrison. What? Emily Blake. Yo. And special guest is Mr. Paul Kruger. Ohio. <laughs> uh, Paul, it's good to have you back. Yes. I. Have, this is my third time on, which I think... Does I that thought call- it was your fourth. No, third. Third. Hmm. Does this technically qualify me yet for friend of the show status? No. Yeah. Wait. No. How does one define friend of the show status? The show has no friends. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's so sad for the show. And show's now we're down. Lonely. Wait, are the other podcasts on the network our show's friends? They might be friends with each other, but not with this one. Oh. <laughs> you should <laughs> You can't be friends with your boss, you know? Yeah, it just right, doesn't right. work that That's way. That's something no. you're going to have to learn when we have like our coworker meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when we get to, we get to sit at the table launches, over here. Yeah. Like. But the problem, Brian, is that they all thought that they were your friends, and then they listened to this episode. And they're just like, what? Yeah. Ah, bummer. Uh, so that's a hell of an intro right there. Let's do a quick, where have you been doing? Or actually, you know what, Paul? You have some pretty cool stuff to plug. I'll let you plug right up in front. Oh, sweet. I love putting plugs in front. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> Okay. Uh, nothing you say can top what just happened. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I, I know stand a, corrected. I know a thing or two about topping. <laughs> you awesome. and me both. <laughs> Good lord, your plug, sir. <laughs> Great. All right, all right, all right. I'll show everybody my big plug. Uh, I have a book coming out uh, this September 24th from Delray Books. Uh, best known for a lot of the Star Wars books they've put out over what, the what? years. Uh, this one is not a Star Wars book. Oh, uh, never mind. You can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Steel Crow Saga, and it is my epic fantasy examination of the legacy of colonialism as seen through the lens of Pokemon. Ooh. So it's that not it's not so related cool. to your other book. No, completely new thing. This is this is what happens when I watch way too much Toonami as a child, and then <laughs> I turn thirty. <laughs> I, it's just uh, it's one of the the weirder things I've ever done. It's it's Avatar. It's Full Metal Alchemist. It's Pokemon. It is it is everything that makes me me in book form. I'm really proud of it and really excited for it to come out, and I can't wait for people to read it. And are you done? You're just waiting on publishing now. Well, or are you still working on a little bit? I'm working on a whole other book now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, unrelated to Steel Crow Saga, I'll be able to talk more about it at some point. But what I can say right now is that it is a book about two wizards who are mad at each other and capitalism and not in that order. Nice. <laughs> that sounds nice. like my life. Yeah. <laughs> I am intrigued. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do a uh, quick where have you been doing and I can go first. I have finished, and I keep saying I'm going to mention it, now I just will. I finished uh, my first playthrough of probably two of Detroit Become Human. Um, if you're a fan of Blade Runner or really like any sort of like cyborg-esque, android-esque uh, sci-fi, this game is fantastic. It's mostly like a visual novel with some like QTEs a little bit here and there, but uh, if you've played any David Cage game, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but if if you're into it at all, even the idea, it's made in such a way that you don't have to be good at video games. You can even turn down the difficulty where it's basically, I just want to play the story and make the choices and just kind of have like a choose your own adventure. And it still works. I cannot recommend this game highly enough. It is so well done. It's engaging. It's fun. You really feel the weight of each decision and it works in a way that feels like organic and fun. I, I love the hell out of it. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm uh, on an anime kick actually. Um, and this this watch assignment kind of spurned it on. Um, I'm watching through uh, Naruto Shippuden, uh, a thing I watched in high school quite uh, quite aggressively. Uh, the whole Naruto thing I was really into in high school, and then got to college and kind of 
fell out of it. And I'm trying to catch up with all 500 episodes. <laughs> Woo! Minus the filler, though. It's a hell of a mountain to climb. Oh, yeah. It's yes. been rebranded recently, Paul. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> so I saw this, this tweet that went viral uh, where some guy who teaches English in Japan saw, saw his kids uh, doing the, the jutsu hand signals. And so he walked up to them and he did some jutsu signs back. And they were like, whoa, sensei, you watch Boruto? And he was like, uh, no, but I've watched Naruto. And they were like, whoa, <laughs> there's a show about Boruto's dad? <laughs> Oh, no, I feel really old. <laughs> and, and so like, we were talking off the mic about the idea of rebranding all Naruto things as just like Boruto's dad. Boruto's dad ship it in. <laughs> I like it. I, I'll go with it. So for this, uh, I've been watching anime recently and getting back into an anime kick and I'm watching Boruto. There you go. Uh, Boruto's dad. The show. That's fantastic. Uh, Sam, what about you? <laughs> no, I was just, I've been, I've, I've really been struggling with this because I knew you were going to ask me and it I've, does happen. I've been to the theater and watched a lot of stuff and everything's just been kind of meh. So I'm going to just do like a lightning round here. Go for it. All right. So Pet Cemetery, boring as shit. Us was good. Captain Marvel was boring as shit. Whoa. Uh, Let her finish her lightning Santa, round. Okay, Santa right. Clary to Diet season three. Dope as always. Queer Eye season three. Pretty dope. Love those barbecue ladies. And uh, I'm reading, a, I just finished a book called The Bullet Journal Method in an attempt to get my life in order. So I just rapid logged my fucking where have you been doing. It worked. Oh! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. From my notes, I got about maybe half of that. Good, good. Good <laughs> enough. <laughs> Emily, what about you? I f- finally finished Lock and Key by uh, Joe Hill. I uh, I bought book six like a, like a year ago. At, or, and then by the time I went to read book six, it had been so long since I read the other books that I couldn't remember what the fucking story was. <laughs> and so I had to like make time to go back and reread all the books. So that's what took me so long. Um, so I, I start from the beginning and then I just marathon them all. Like every night I would read half a book. Uh, and still pretty dope. Uh, really great book. Um, if you don't know it, it's just about this house that's full of like keys that do weird shit, like turn people into giants or make them dead. Um, so that, and then they turn into a ghost. It's not just that they die. Um, anyway, you could just say kill them. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> turn them dead sounds you know more poetic. It does. Um, but uh, and then there's like some evil demon shit happening, and uh, it's really it's about kids, and it's uh pretty fascinating. I was a little disappointed by the ending. I I felt like there, I felt like the ending was a little wrapped up a little too neatly and too quickly. Um, but otherwise, I really enjoyed it, and it is a good book. I'll check it out. Last but not least. Yeah, Lock and Key is very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, But where I have been doing lately is I've been watching a show on Netflix called Kingdom. Uh, Any of you know it? I've heard of it. I have not watched it. Okay, so Kingdom is this uh, K-drama. It's like a medieval period, like Joseon period zombie story um, where uh, the kingdom is like deeply corrupt and, uh, and then zombies start appearing. And essentially... Like, you know, the, the thing about zombies is that they are always a metaphor for something else or else it's just empty spectacle. Um, like with the Romero movies, at least the first one was about consumerism, not really about The Walking Dead. Um, and in this particular case, uh, the zombies are a, a, like a symbol of the corruption at the top of society and the effects it has on the people at the bottom. And the moral of the story really kind of comes down to no, but seriously, eat the rich. Uh, and they do. Uh, in, in spectacular fashion. Uh, it's Kingdom. It's called, that's what it's called. It's six episodes long. 
It's on Netflix. A second and final episode, uh, six episode season will be premiering at some point later this year, I think. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how it all ends up because the cliffhanger it ends on is downright cruel. I will wait till I hear the second one is coming and then I'll watch it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, okay, that's everybody, right? Cool. Okay, so the movie for today that I have been trying to work into the schedule in some way for a while now because I saw it right when it hit DVD and I fell in love with it instantly is Your Name. Um, or Kimi No Wa, if you're annoying. <laughs> or that. Um, it, it's a movie came out in 2016. It was the highest grossing movie of the year in Japan. Uh, it's one of the highest grossing of all time in Japan. Um, it's it just... It, it just knocked down every barrier it could and just steamrolled. And everyone who likes anime, for the most part, saw it. And uh, I'm not a huge anime guy. Like, I like Bebop. I like full FMA. Like, I like some of them. But I, pretty much the mainstream is about where I end. And this one, I heard that I had to see it. And I did. Loved it. Um, so I had to bring it to the table at some point or another. Uh, but before we dive into it and start breaking it down and whatnot, we do have to do a 30-second breakdown. Down, breakdown. down. Paul, are you ready for it? I am absolutely ready. That's good. You, you know what? You can do better than me last week. Last week was the worst I think we've ever had, and it was just me. It was, it was awful. Okay, so here we go. Your name in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go. Okay, Mitsuha is a girl out in the boonies. Taki is a boy in Tokyo. They live very separate lives, except for one day when they totally don't. Uh, and suddenly they're switching bodies. And normally I would think, oh, great, body switching. I haven't seen this a million times before, but I haven't. I haven't seen this a million <laughs> times before. This is unique, and it's incredibly special, and somehow it makes time being a flat circle somehow work, and it's incredibly Shintoist and unique, and the music is really good, and I have absolutely no idea how they intend to localize this to North America, which we can talk about later, but uh, I am very... Out of time? Yes. What, hap <laughs> what happens in the movie? <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a solid C on that one because you did a great job explaining your feelings of the movie, but didn't say much of what happens in it. But I think it was pretty good. I liked it. It's a body switch movie. Yeah, what else yeah. do you need to know? But then, like, she dies. Yes. Well, yeah. no, or she, she, or she oh, was yeah, always yeah, dead. She, she died in the past. It turns out it was also a time travel movie. Yeah. Yep. Time travel body switch. Yeah. Sorry, I have a hard that time. That old trope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a hard time being objective about this one because I first saw this like a week after I had ended a long distance relationship. And so watching this movie in particular was like having my soul scrubbed with like a piece of pumice stone in like the <laughs> best way. I, I came out of it feeling so cleaned and, and good. Uh, and I had cried a great deal and it was excellent. I don't think this one hit me for tears, but it did just like, I got really wrapped up in it. And like, that's why, like when I first saw it, I'm like, I got to give this thing a bit of a break before I try to bring it to ATH. Cause I need to kind of like watch this objectively and like try to be able to break it down. Cause I just got totally swept up in it and like, I couldn't critique it cause it was just, I loved it. Um, but honestly, the, the first, the place where I want to start with this is what you already kind of hint on, uh, hit on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, JJ uh, Abrams bought the rights to this movie the day after he saw it. He saw it, loved it, and was like, I'm going to make that. Can you imagine being that, having the ability to do that? Yeah, no kidding. So It'd be awesome. really nice to have the amount of money of like, I'm going to buy that property. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the connections. But that said, I kind of wish he wasn't the guy to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of where I want to start is, do we think this would even work as a North American USA production? Can yes. Let's take it back. Sure. Do we think this would work live action? And I, I think the answer is a resounding no. I think it would work live action. I think action. it would work. I, I think, think it, yeah. okay, here, I've, 
I think about this a lot with Disney remaking all of their shit live sure. action. And it it's always just a nostalgia wank. There's never anything substantive to these movies because I think you need especially here where it is body switching and there is that gender element and stuff. Mm -hmm. Animation allows you the freedom and the space to explore that in a way that using real people who look like teenagers or are portraying teenagers would make it uncomfortable bordering on funny. And I think having them be kind of, I don't know, like what's the word, like simulacra of people so that we can deal with the emotionality of it instead of the gross physicality of it actually is what made this movie so special. I would never want to see a live action version of this. I would find it really upsetting in the same way that I found like a live action beast fucking upsetting. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think it would have to be totally westernized for it to work. Like they'd have to basically leave all the religion out of it. Like they'd have to just basically just, chuck it down but when, we'll when just... but when people did that with Marie Kondo everything was stripped away and that like Shintoism makes things Shintoism is so special and so unique yeah. as a religion and it's so the crux of this movie yeah I, just leave it alone well have y'all so, like... no just have y'all heard what the pitch is like this mm -hmm. has been going around in the trades the the pitch that's been going around right now is uh, a black kid from Chicago and a Native American girl from out in the sticks and I don't really know how they expect that to, to really work. I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what tribal traditions they plan to draw on. But the defense that keeps getting offered for this project is that the Japanese investors behind your name specifically want an Americanized remake. If they wanted a Japanified remake, they would just get a Japanese production company to do it. They want an American remake to happen. They have the money to make one happen. So it's going to happen regardless of whether we want it to or not. I think there have been times in the past when we've all, there are too many times. This is the frequent thing that happens in fandom. When something is announced that we don't understand and the, immediately everyone goes, ah, this is going to be terrible. It's the worst. Oh my God. And I've done it too. We've all done it. Yeah. I think I'd rather wait and see because clearly they have an idea. They have a vision. They've got, you know, depending on the cast, depending on the director, depending on, I mean, unless JJ is directing, depending on <laughs> the writers. I mean, well, obviously he's producing. I don't necessarily yeah. know that he's directing. Um, but, uh, I mean, it depends on who it is who's in charge of it, the creative team, and then what they do with it. So, Because there's been so many times when we've been like, you can't do that, and then you've seen it and gone, well, actually, that was pretty good. So I, I, would, I think it can be done. I, it depends on who is responsible for doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, think... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, for better or worse, I kind of get defensive when it comes to animated projects in general that get the live-action treatment because there's this kind of pushback that like animation isn't really legitimate until it has like a, a remake or a, a live-action version of it. And especially with anime, there's always this, this, this um, like it's kid stuff or it's not for the general populace. They need to kind of reconvert it to something that a general population can enjoy. And for something like this movie that is so good and can touch on such interesting themes and speak to any age, really, it seems weird that animation is like this isn't good enough. Like that, it, like I know that they want to make more, and it, but I get defensive around that with all sorts of anime and animated projects in general. I'm kind of in the middle between both of you on this one, like or the the table on this one like because i get it where emily's totally right depending on who the crew is and who the creative team is it could work like especially i kind of don't mind that pitch i'm not sure what native american things are going for and i really hope it's not just like you know native americans they do magic because that's what happens a lot when people go after these things which is why i'm uncomfortable with yeah it. and it's like if you actually know what tribe and stuff and you're doing the research then you know by all means, but I'm just always kind of nervous when they I hear the Native like American. They got like a Native director. Yeah. That would be really, that, that would I think really that good. would, if you got like a Native director or writer, yeah, I think 
Absolutely. that would be the only way to kind of make it. Yeah, uh, uh, Eric Heiserer is writing it. So, nope. Uh, well, I I think Eric is fucking talented as hell. Oh, he is. And, yeah. he, and I think he would do the right amount of research. I think so, yeah. yeah. But it's just one of those, like, will they let him? It's like, there's just so many moving parts. That's that the we question, just, will yeah. they let him? Yeah, we that, just that don't know until we get there. Because yeah. you could have the greatest granary in the world, and if that's not what the studio wants, that's not what you But get. I do know Eric will be very conscientious Absolutely. Of, yeah. of, of these issues. I mean, Absolutely. He's, a, he's an amazing writer. Yeah, he's an amazing person, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's move kind of actually into the, the movie itself. I think that's kind of... Everything we can really say on if there will be a remake. Well, there probably will be. Um, yeah, when it makes as much money as you outlined at the top yeah. of this, like eventually the American box office is going to want to cut. It's the fourth highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Yep. Like that's and that's it's the highest grossing Japanese made film in Japan of all time. Yep. The other three above it are American films. It's like <laughs> Star Wars, Avatar. I don't remember the third. Maybe Titanic. I don't remember. Um, but yeah. Like this movie is huge, so yes, somebody will want to cash a check on this, and I just hope they do it with the best of intentions. Um, so let's kind of move into the actual movie, and uh, I believe where I started, like in our note sheet, was: Do we think that the the body switching works? Like, is this something that works? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Does it worry? You know, you know, I think it does work, but I think it works because the movie does everything it can to make sure you aren't looking at its mechanics too closely. Yeah. It is always keeping you distracted with uh, like that really good Radwimp soundtrack and with the rapid fire montages and all these beautiful time lapse shots. Because if you start thinking about the logistics of like, well, why hadn't they tried to call each other before that moment on the bridge? Why, uh, why had they not noticed that the dates on their calendars aren't lining up on their phones? Um, uh, why have they not like? Why has Taki not? heard of the Itomori disaster. Like, I think if we, a town got wiped off the face of the planet by a comet, all of us would know about it, especially if it only happened three years ago. And three years ago and a few miles from your home. Yeah, exactly. That that was my, like, only complaint about this movie. I, I kind of excuse it because the movie itself was so beautiful and it was all about the character and, and all of that. But, like, the minute they start leaving notes for each other, I was like, why aren't they just calling each other? And then I went, time travel. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it it was, and then it was like that's like a half an hour or so before you realize it. So I just spent most of the movie just waiting for them to catch up to what I'd already figured out. But I think that doesn't necessarily. I think people who are used to criticizing film and used to watching films were more likely to see that, whereas maybe your average viewer isn't. I don't so know. I was I fooled. I didn't pick I, up on time travel right away, but I knew there had to be something science fiction to it, or mm. Abrams would have bought it. Mm. I just didn't. Well, because I noticed that nobody in her town was really on the phone very often. I thought yeah. the time travel was far further back than three years. Well, because they but, said the comet came every two hundred years, and then I'm yeah. going through like what you never see them on like? phones in in yeah. her town. And see, so. I was waiting for the drop, so to speak, to happen because I mean, I watch I've watched a lot of anime. And there's usually some sort of twist that kind of puts the like the premise into an interesting kind of spiral. Well, she was rural, so it could just be a matter of reception. Like she was rural, living in the mountains. I, I guess I just and also like as a teenager in a country where people tend to be more reserved and not very forward with reaching out and contacting. Like yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I sure as shit would like not call or at and, least like, emailing. They weren't even emailing each other or Googling each or, other. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff there, that would be the I, normal first thing that you would I'm do. So, I never Google people. Like, oh. I always forget that that's an option. I'm so dumb. Wow. Like, <laughs> this, this movie catered to all my like weird social blind spots, <laughs> I guess. And that's why I was like so surprised when well, that's, I was like, genuinely surprised. So was I. And I think mm-hmm. that was kind of just like. Uh, too. It was what I said earlier. Like I got so sucked into this movie that I wasn't even mm. trying to figure it out. Mm. Like because usually, like even uh, I, I mean, haven't dudes, talked. I've watched The Lake House a non-zero amount of times, <laughs> <laughs> so I should have known. 
but like that's is like I, I was so impressed with a movie that like especially we do this shit weekly. Like we watch a lot of movies. It's oh, tough yeah. for me to go into anything without a critical eye. When a movie can actually take me out of it, like holy shit. And I think it kind of comes down to that gender swapping. Like I think uh, it's kind of like what Paul was saying a moment ago. I think it really worked because it it felt honest in a way. Like it felt. Like, yeah, he's a, what is he supposed to be, 16, 17? Yeah, I think they're both about like right about, juniors in high school. Yeah, just I think. about 18, like just about there. So yeah, when he wakes up in a girl's body, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. And like, it's even like you have that moment of like, oh, I shouldn't do this for her. And then he does anyway. She kind of like, does it too. She I mean, totally, totally does. It's totally yeah. 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 normal that you would do that. Because I love when she goes to the bathroom. Like right away, she's just like, "Well, that was weird." Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I just love the pause of, oh, "I have to go to the bathroom." It's, uh, it's like so that, that scene in, in Jumanji yeah. with Jack Black <laughs> being like, "It has a handle." <laughs> well, and like. I, as somebody who loves and consumes a lot of anime, one of my least favorite aspects about anime is the fan service. And it is kind of gross when they've got these worlds where, like, there are these teen girls and it's like, oh no, senpai, you fell onto me again. Pervert. And in this particular case, I mean, like, the fan service, like, because it is fan service, a little bit. A little but bit. There's an upskirt it, shot and then when she's on her bike, like, there's still a little bit in there. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't go unremarked. Like, literally everybody calls Taki on his shit. Mitsuha does, Yatsuha does. Yeah. Um, like... And they even give uh, Mitsuha a chance to return the favor. And I appreciated that. They sidestepped one of the most problematic and indefensible things about anime. Yeah. It's also platonic. And I really, really hope to God they keep that for the adaptation. That this was a platonic. There's even... Is she lesbian? Because it seemed like she actually preferred women. Because she says she's jealous when he gets to go on the date with the girl. I think what they're hinting at... And I'm not sure... Because I'm not the best with Japanese culture. Mm -hmm. I really should be better. But I think what they were trying to hint at is that she was bi. Because okay. I think I, I know it was platonic the whole way through, but clearly they meant a lot to each yeah, other, yeah, yeah. and it never really fully went romantic. But you could see it going I that love way. That it wasn't romantic. I'm I obsessed t- with like men and women being friends in film and not and being able to love each other and not having to have it be more than that. And it, because of the way that it worked in this movie, we never saw that romantic twist. You just saw that they deeply loved each other and cared for each other. And honestly, I'm kind of fine with it going either way. Like if they end up together, I, I'm fine with it because I really like them together. They were and if in they love. Don't, they were, yeah, they, I got a. I only no, got a romantic like, reading I, on yeah, that one. Yeah, I was one. gonna say there's no. I, I, was I felt like I got a. I got a that they loved each other, but yeah. they didn't really like. They knew each other better than they ever expected to, but they still had never earned that one moment. They never spent any time together. Yeah, they it got reminded, maybe okay. maybe two minutes. It reminded me a lot of Roman Holiday, where you okay. don't realize they're in love until the end. You know, because sure. like Gregory Peck is so deeply cynical and she's so naive, and it's just too big of a gap. And then you realize, like, these people have changed each other in such an irrevocable way that it can't be anything but love. And it can't be anything but romantic love. That like, would totally they were, work for this, yeah. They were literally under each other's skin. And that, for me, it's it's a different kind of portrayal of romantic love. And that's what I really, like, I was all in. Because, again, romantic or Roman Holiday is, like, my favorite movie outside of, of Lord of the Rings, right? And, like, this was such a great, like, teenage reflection of that. Yeah. So I, I thought it was nothing but romantic. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting, though. Yeah, that we saw the same movie, and, and because of our own experiences and our own feelings, saw a completely different thing in their relationship, which is kind of cool. That's what I think is so special yeah. about it, because it's, like... I also... Did anyone else watch... I watched the Japanese subtitles. Oh, yeah. We should have then, asked up front. Subs or dubs? I, oh, I, I always... Did, I'm a sub guy. I, Except for Cowboy Bebop, for some reason. I did both, um, just because I actually really like dubbed movies. All animation is inherently dubbed, and that's how other countries watch our animated movies. I love watching our animated movies in other countries. Like, 
It's my favorite thing. Like watching. <laughs> What's the default on Amazon? Because that's however I watched it. Okay. I think the default on Amazon was dubbed. Okay, then that's how I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I bought it both ways because I just I love to know, and it's really funny because. I think, yeah, subtitled is a very different experience because you miss out on some of those visuals that are so spectacular. Like but, the, the lighting tells its own story. It's amazing. Yeah. If you dub and do subtitles, which I frequently do because my partner, English isn't his native language. So so he likes to dub it and watch the dubbed, but also have the subtitles in case he needs like the written word. Um, and it's fascinating to watch it that way because the subtitles and the dub do not match up. <laughs> no, well, no, like, they never there's do. a completely different, and sometimes they don't match up in a way that changes the meaning of the of the sentence completely. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that whole scene on the rooftop where in the original Japanese it's about uh, Mitsuha tripping up and using feminine pronouns to refer to herself, and then they had to change it for the English version. Uh, do you not do you not remember this scene? I remember the scene, but yeah, I've only I, watched yeah, the one yeah. version. So, oh, yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch this dub with subtitles. I'm just saying I frequently do. Oh, I was like, gonna just this morning. I was watching an episode of Samurai Champloo that way, and I noticed a line that was just completely like it changed the scene completely. Well, it's also you lose a lot of character in the in the sub version because mm-hmm. a lot of the character lines when they do the English dub, they put the character back in. Like this yeah, is yeah, a word we don't. Oh, have the in dub our version yeah. seems much better to me whenever yeah. I do watch that. Yeah, I, I'm always back and forth because I, I always the way that I look at it, and Sam's totally right. All all animation is inherently dubbed. That's just how it works. But I always kind of go when, especially in anime, the actors they get for anime are usually just stellar, like great voice actors. And a lot of times when it comes over to our side, they don't, sometimes they get a really good cast. Sometimes they get who's available and you never really know what you're going to get until you turn it on. You get Steve Bloom for everything forever. <laughs> yeah. He's every voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the weird twist in this, this uh, movie. He's the voice in everyone, of everyone. I'm actually voiced by Steve Bloom. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for a chance to tell you all. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> no, I, I think the one real problem with the dub actually it has nothing to do with the voice cast and everything to do with the fact that they dubbed all of the songs into English. And, that and the, was a problem. And, and, the, yeah. and the lyrics were... Because like, the guy's English is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like His accent is like 95% there. The lyrics are grammatically 95% there. But that last 5% is so jarring on both counts. And, <laughs> and it's like, you could have just left this in Japanese. Like We all know we're watching a Japanese film. Yeah. And, and it took place dub, in Tokyo. That's like, what the dub of Agretzko does. She screams in like Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. She talks in English. That was a Weird thing. Anybody who would get annoyed at having to listen to a Japanese song is not going to fucking watch this movie. No. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this, these are people that know who their audience is. Yeah. I do love that in English, he kind of sounded like the Mountain Goats, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. I'll never oh be able to unhear that. Suddenly, you I don't like the movie as much. to the subversion. Because <laughs> that will be ruined forever. Um, so just kind of jumping back into the movie a little bit more, uh, this is kind of a strange way to tell a story. Like it's not, it's not your everyday gender swapping, body swapping, even time travel movie by kind of combining them all into this mismatched ball of thing. And I I think I know the answer to this question already around the table, but did the storytelling work for you or did it ever kind of pull you out? Like I know for me, it never pulled me out, but I have heard from some of the people recommended it to is like. I just didn't really get where it was going. Then once it got there, I was confused as how it got there. I, the for, actually, my very first note in watching this movie is I'm bored. I'm waiting for the protagonist to figure out what's going on. Okay. But that was about the first maybe 10 minutes of the movie. Sure. The rest of the movie is fucking fabulous. So yeah. I, I started this movie with kind of like, a, uh, whatever, this movie's going to suck. And then I was like, wait a minute. Whoa. Okay. Okay. You know? So. I mean, it's. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh I didn't. It was, oh, it was me. Uh, yeah. I was, I was into it uh, quite a bit from the beginning. I think right around the time where they started explaining the uh, the weaving 
kind of in that beginning where that, I was like, I was like, yeah. okay, this is, I'm into it. Yeah, They're doing something with this weaving. Really... And from then on, and then as the time travel thing happened, it was just totally hooked. Also, the it. art for that weaving, all the little inserts and stuff. Were the sound so when the little, the little things knock against each other was yeah. really, yeah. it was exquisite. It's so soothing. was one of the most well animated oh my movies. God. When they were doing the dancing. Oh, man. So often, I think, especially in anime, once you get the faster motion, it starts to look you get those in-betweens, yeah. you know, yeah. where it's like those in-between frames where people have like six faces. This <laughs> had none of that. Like, I swear, I want to go just like frame by frame because everything would be perfect. I think. I think. The and only the lighting, time there's a little like, stutter is oh. when they had to do like the CGI, like the sweeping shots. Every time there's one of those, there's a little stutter in the characters, but otherwise, yeah, it was nearly amazing. flawless. And the lighting. And right, the lighting. It cool. was incredible. Like, okay, DreamWorks Animation gets Roger Deakins to consult on like half of their projects for lighting, and oh, this wow. looked better than all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like not a knock Throwing on Deacons. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we heard what you said, Sam. You I hate Roger Deacons. It's no, fine. I'm, that's never, I would never. <laughs> but like, to, that's what I'm saying is how good this was. Like, oh, yeah. Like Roger Deacons is watching this being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I do that for DreamWorks? I love how they animated the, uh, the food. And usually when I watch anime, I like to watch that part of it. There was a lot of food. In there was a lot, a lot of, food. of food, and like the when they pour the liquid into the cup, it like was so smooth. And I was like, "Oh God, this is amazing!" I just I going back just a step to like the montage of like when they're doing the interchange, like back and forth. When she's taking photos of all the food, and then the next thing is, "Stop spending my money!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I really like this, and just like the, just the whole back and forth between all of it, like just the way they kind of cut it in a way that it felt like they were having a conversation, even though you knew that they weren't. But the way they're just both exclaiming, it's like, oh, they're kind of yelling at each other. It's like, stop spending all my money. You work too many shifts because you're spending my money. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's kind of why this works so well in the format that it's in is mm-hmm. because anime will play fast and loose with time quite aggressively. And that really works in this because you, they kind of establish it. They let you know what's going on. They give a rhythm to all these, yeah. all these movies. And this one had a great rhythm for that. The pacing throughout, I think, was really good. I, I might agree with Emily; the beginning's a little slow, but uh, it well, doesn't. Because really... you know it's a body switch, and, exactly, and it yeah. takes them a really long time to figure it out. Yeah, it takes. I, mean, I do like the way they did it, though. Like, mm. I like the the first time you see Miha, she is Taki, and then it's gone immediately. By the time she's at breakfast, like, oh, you're normal today. It's like, oh, that was yesterday. Like, so it kind of plays a little funky with time. But that's kind of a really good way to say this will be a body switching movie. Like, if you didn't watch a trailer, this is a body switching movie. We'll get to it. So this is what's going to happen, but let's introduce the character first. And I thought that was really smart and like not something a lot of people do. Yeah. And I mean, I've been, I cannot say that this is necessarily true of all anime because who knows what anime makes it over here versus the sheer tonnage that just stays in Japan and we don't know about. But based on the large amount that I've been watching ever for pretty much my entire life, one of the things I like about anime is that their general approach to world building is this will probably not make sense. Uh, And I'm not going to explain any of it. But if you trust me and you come with me on this, you'll have a good time. And like those first 10 minutes, I agree. Are they kind of slow? Yeah, sure. And maybe just a lifetime of watching a lot of anime train me to kind of expect that uh, for them to front load. Because everything they do in the first 10 minutes, the Kachikami sake is in there, yeah. the weaving, all the imagery of like the meteors parting, but the trains coming together, uh, like all the repeated imagery of things coming together and coming apart. Um, all the sliding door imagery, that one recurring shot of different sliding doors. Yep. Uh, like everything you need to know about the movie is in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and 
once they lay all of that on the table, they just keep coming back to it from different angles in different contexts with different moods. Uh, and I guess, again, I guess just like a lifetime of anime watching kind of trained me to expect that. And I really liked, I actually really liked the patience with which Makoto Shinkai doled all of that information out. Do I know what's happening? Yeah, sure. But it's kind of fun to see the moment when they, when they put it together, when you've just been patiently waiting for them to put it together this whole time, or at least that's my experience with it. I, I think I got so into the world that Miha's from, like I got so into just like her, her sister and her grandma and like all of it that I didn't really mind spending the time in the town with them. Like it was one of those, if I didn't really like the characters, I think I would have probably bucked it against a little bit and like, come on, let's get to where we're going. But since I did like all of them so much, and that actually kind of leads into my major complaint with the movie, and it's a very nitpicky complaint. I admit that up front. I, I thought they did such a good job building up these side characters. I was annoyed we didn't get more of them. Yes, because there was all those. What I loved is that they never went into like love triangle storylines sure. on either side because there was like the dude that had a crush on her and whatever. Yep. But yeah, I just I fell in love with all of them, and I was so deeply invested in the whole town's survival yeah. at the end. But yeah, I just wanted to see more. Yeah, like, like I wanted to see more of of, uh, of her dad, like because the dad seems like just such a rich character. There's so much to do with, and they they do what they can, but there's only so much they can do while still focusing on the story. Like there's so many threads that they can just go crazy off in different directions. But <laughs> threads, <laughs> it's such a well developed world, though. Yeah, That's, I, I mean, it was incredible. And yeah. when they revealed like the whole time difference, and then it was just him away from everyone i started missing all those side characters mm-hmm. yeah because it became just, just the really one character. worried about grandma yeah yeah mm-hmm. um i also really like the pacing that the third act went with because yeah. it actually let everything resolve itself i like that it let them grow up mm-hmm. like he didn't know that he'd given her the second chance at life and then when they finally met because even if it had ended on a tragic note like that, it would have been so beautiful. Yeah. But the, but when they met, it was just that much more satisfying because it's and like the way oh. that they built up the tension in that meeting because they almost don't and yep. then, <laughs> they pass each other and you're like, wait, no, that, no, that, oh. that whole see, last yeah. half hour was just that. I was like, no, no, don't come oh, on, come no. on, no, no, no. But that's her. You guys know each other. Don't we end here. Forgot. Don't end here. Movie, yeah, do not yeah, end yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at the runtime. I was so afraid it was going to end when they saw each other in the train. Yeah. yeah, I was like, if the credits roll now, I'm going to smack somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> have any of y'all seen uh, any of Makoto Shinkai's other films? I don't think so, no. Well, a lot of them do. All of his films are preoccupied with uh, people that are separated by time or circumstance or magic or whatever. Every single one of them works along this theme. And so many of them do. And with that tragic note of they never quite connect or they never connect in the same way they did at the beginning when everything was good. Uh, And so watching this film, I was like, no, this motherfucker is going to do it to me again. No, I will not let you do this to me. No, And then, yeah. And then that was the nicest surprise of all. Uh, to see them actually come together and to get that moment of catharsis. I was so shocked that she got saved. I'm just, I guess I've been conditioned to be like, oh, it's time travel. You're never going to be able to Something's going to get in the way it's of this. Gonna, you're gonna, they're all going to die still and you're going to be heartbroken because you've failed again and that's the end of the story. <laughs> um, no, they, I think they do like a good job of letting you believe that for just long enough yeah. after he wakes up. That's true. Yeah. I, I that what that is one great thing is we've come we've come conditioned to to 
we feel like we can predict the ending and you believed that he might not have saved them. And that was kind of cool because when you get a happy ending, sometimes it's real tricky because the audience is going to see it coming. But if you can make everybody believe like fucking Toy Story, when those toys are holding hands, like it's Toy Story. You know, they're not going to all die. But like for a split second, didn't y'all be like, oh, no, are they going to kill off the toys? I seriously (laughs) thought maybe they were going to do it. They don't want to make a fourth one. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, they made a fourth one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you guys are spot on. Like that, that just that moment of oh shit, he might have failed. Mm-hmm. It worked really well. But the for me, I think the entire movie is beautiful, and everybody should see it and should stop listening now as we're spoiling everything and just watch the movie. Well, they're not listening to us unless they've seen it. I've heard from enough people like yeah, I just listen to it anyway. Well, that's your own <laughs> fault then. Um, but for me, the the moment that solidifies this is one of my favorite movies of the past ten years. Is that very brief moment at Twilight? where they actually get to talk to each other for the first oh, time. Oh, magic hour. Oh, it, uh, so good. It, it was so well done. And like, it was just one of those like, oh, you guys are perfect. Like, oh my God, I was like, crying. Oh my God. It just works Especially so when well. like the weight of like, you're touched and you're touched. And then they laugh. Uh, I just, I love that she's so excited to see him. And she's like, oh, oh wait, you've been touching my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I love too when she looks at, it's her hand, right? That she has the writing yeah. on it. Yeah, she looks at her hand and it's like, I love you. The fuck am I supposed to with that shit. Uh, but that pen drop though is that uh, not one of the cruelest uh, things uh, I, I, I was I was sad that I got it right because I was guessing the pen's gonna fucking drop and it did I was like oh no don't give me what I was expecting as soon as they say we're running out of time it's like what's it? yeah. right oh. but I, I, oh, I can keep just singing the movie's praises but those are the things that I like like to actually get me into a moment like yeah. that is tough I'm rather cynical at this point like to be actually in that moment and just loving every second of it, I'm I'm beyond impressed. Why wasn't this up for best animated film? I have wondered about that. I think it kind of just comes down to the Academy doesn't like anime. Yeah, I mean they gave it to Spirited Away. Yeah, but that was uh, Lasseter brought that to the That's states. True. That's true. Yep. Here, okay, so here's what happens with best animated feature because you'll notice that aside from this year, the best animated feature never wins. Yep. It's because it's all stupid. I mean. It's more true of animation than everywhere else. It's more studio money because the competition is so tight. Like all animated movies like are pretty good because they're so expensive and so many people are working on them. And like there's just like so many kind of rules and parameters and stuff. Right. So it really does just come down to who has the money. It's almost always Disney. (laughs) And Disney has money. That doesn't seem like them. And like, they also are the only ones that really care. All the other animation studios kind of stand down. And unless Lasseter is bringing a Japanese movie to the States, which is like the only good thing that shitbag's ever done. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So that's why it just didn't have an American studio backing it. I mean, that makes sense. It's just very upsetting. I'd uh, never heard of this movie. Oh, really? And, yeah. I thought you would have just because of the Abrams tie in. Because that one, that's the first thing. Like, that made a lot of noise. When mm-hmm. Abrams bought it, like, right away, people I were like, I probably Whoa. tuned it out because I didn't know yeah. the name of the movie. I was like, oh, he bought something. Okay. <laughs> they keep, they keep they're not saying the name of the movie. What, <laughs> what's your name, movie? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a look at the notes really quick. Have we hit everything? I think we have. I wrote, I wrote a note in my notes that I've got to go back and rewatch the movie and figure out what the fuck I was talking about because I wrote a note that said, ooh, remember that skirt embroidery trick? 
And I was like, what? Uh, oh, that's yeah, when oh, with, the, with the little hedgehog and because the, the guy slashes her skirt. Yeah. Oh, she makes a little picture. Yeah, 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 okay. That's what I, yeah, 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 right. Okay, I wrote that down because I was like, that's a pretty cool technique. I'm going to remember that. And then uh, I forgot it. Just one moment about her. Like that, the, is she the restaurant manager? Yeah, uh, Okudera. Yeah, so she's supposed to be like, what, three, four years older than him? Yeah, which by the way, fun little bit of foreshadowing that he's into older women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Galaxy brain, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, so is Mitsuha. Yeah. <laughs> get it, girl. Oh my God. Yeah. That poor woman has two people coming after her. Yeah. Get, uh, get them both, girl. Yeah. They're going to form a triad. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be great. Um, but I thought her character, again, just kind of jumping back to the side characters, the fact that they, they became such good friends and stayed friends, I thought was a wonderful touch to the movie. Because, I mean, a lot of people lose touch with who they're friends with high school. Like, I think I have, I have a, a few, but like I've lost touch with a good majority of them. And this one, having that friend who just stayed with them and realized, like, oh, you had a crush on me for a while, but now you don't. But that's okay. We can be friends. And, like, I thought it was really nice. She even went on the trip with them. Platonic friendship is great. And it worked really well. Like, I bought it. And I liked, too, that she noticed he was different when they were on their date and he had to be himself. And she was like, maybe I don't like you either. Maybe I like this version of you that's, like, a girl. (laughs) Oh, we just just don't work. How about that? I also like the... so healthy. And I also like the touch at the end, which I did not pick up the first time I watched it. She got married. They don't ever say she got married. She just has a wedding ring. That was such a great shot where she's just in passing. She's like, I hope you do well. And then the the hand passes by the camera with the ring. I, and I hope yep. they keep that again for the American version because I, we, we, we push relationships as these like all or nothing things. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I was listening to some comedian do stand up the other day where he talks about like, Oh, well we teach you to, to have these relationships when you're a teenager. And then, um, and then do you know that people have that no really something like no relationship from someone under their thirties last long. I've, I'm butchering it, but basically his point was that like too many people like have multiple breakups by the time they're 30 and it's like why is that bad (laughs) like we have this belief that you should meet someone when you're like 18 and then you marry them and you live happily ever after that's just not the way it works and that's okay movies yeah Thanks, John this, Hughes. That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> yeah. I liked about this one. Also, this everyone one was like, sucks when they're 18. They yeah, let them oh grow God. up so that they could be less sucky when yeah. they finally met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's kind of everything I wanted to touch on this movie. Is there anything that I have not brought up that you guys wanted to bring up that I missed? Not enough dogs. There's only Fair. one dog in this movie. But it was, oh, a, it very was a very good dog. Very, it was a very, very good, dog. good dog. Yeah. yeah. I, lo- I was really worried about the dog. Like, I'm serious when, oh, I should put this on my list of movies if I ever fucking finish the fucking podcast. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I was really concerned when the town was going to explode and they were like, oh, well, we can't save everybody. I guess we better go. And I was like, get the goddamn dog. <laughs> I did like that there was spit sake. I want to mm. try making some. Oh yeah, I also like that. It was plot oh, relevant you, too. I yeah, ruined my line. Um, I'm sorry, but I do like how surprised she was that he drank it. it. Uh, <laughs> and she was so mortified. Yeah. You pervert. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then I think we are ready to move into quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, I can go first because I've already mentioned mine now twice, and I'm just going to go back to the other one that I liked a little bit more. And it has to be when they first meet for the time, and they're having a great moment, and then she just flips out, calls him a pervert, and goes, "You were touching my boobs," and he's like. How did you know? <laughs> I, I loved all that moment. I didn't write down a specific line. I just like really like the grandma's uh, explanation of M- Mus- Musubi. 
which is that is that spam masubi is that the same word i, I think the words are related yes okay because yeah. i was like delicious um <laughs> but uh yeah i like that whole conversation where she was explaining it and explaining like feeling th- the things inside you can change who you like can be a, become a part of who you are i just thought that was really cool when i was like oh grandma yeah. that's nice i love the grandma <laughs> yeah. I uh, liked every time, and, and this is kind of a, a cheap, I liked every time that the sister came into the room and was like, come on, sister, and then slammed the door. Just that delivery, <laughs> slamming the door. And it was the same, like almost the same type of delivery each and every single time. And having siblings and having younger kids now, it happens that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a nice touch. Um, I liked it at the toward the end when, uh, when Taki was kind of wandering the city and feeling his malaise. He says, I'm not sure if I'm searching for a person or a place or if I'm just searching for a job. That felt so very millennial. Yeah. Relatable content hashtag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess mine's not necessarily a specific moment, but I mean, a specific line. Uh, but I guess a moment that I really liked was uh, where the grandma looks into Mitsuha's eyes and then says, oh, Mitsuha, you're not really here, are you? You're dreaming right now. Uh and because then that leads into the larger question of like, is this just a thing that Mitsuha's whole family does every once in a while? And I feel like they kind of hint that it is. You yeah, come from a yeah. long line oh, no. of yeah, dreamers. They, they said her mom. She did said it. that yeah. it's her all related did. to trying to prevent this from happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what the tradition was that yeah. never got written down. Oh, neat. The spirits of these people can dream into others so that yeah. they can maybe save the town. That's yeah. what I took it to mean. I yeah. don't know. I don't think you're wrong. I just I never really fully pieced yeah. it together. Uh, okay, so review system for this week. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of fitting. It's going to be any science fiction movie with a strong love story. I'll go first. Go for it. The Lake House. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> I was really afraid you were going to take mine, and then no, you did there, not. There was like I. This is why I had to go first. Like yeah. the, the whole movie, I'm just like, well, now I just want to watch Keanu and Sandra and their remake of a Korean movie that wasn't actually animated to begin with, and that's why this works. <laughs> Uh, mine is going to be, uh, you're going to, people might argue with how strong the love story is, but I've always felt it strong. I'm going with Empire Strikes Back. Um, mostly because of Han and Leia, cause they, it's one of the, it's similar esque where they clearly love each other, but are not really admitting it to themselves yet until the perfect moment where they do. And I think this one kind of has the same sort of thing in there. Um, I'm going to go with Terminator because they didn't really get a lot of time together, but in that time they loved a lifetime's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that wins. Um, I'll go next. Uh, Cloud Atlas. About love and the, the music of, and the rhythm of time and how it interspersed amongst each other. I'm going to go with her because both of them are movies about your soulmate living inside of your smartphone. <laughs> nice. Well played, sir. We did great. Guys, yeah. you really nailed that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that brings today's episode to a close, which is unfortunate because I love talking about this movie, but it has to happen at some point. We should stop and see it again. That's what we should do. Yeah. I mean, I, I will absolutely... I, I bought the movie on Blu-ray for this episode because I, I had owned like a ripped copy and I'm like, this isn't good enough. I need to have a better version. Um, and then I almost bought it at Amoeba. Bad choice. It's 60 bucks at Amoeba. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's do a quick round of plugs and then we can say goodbye. Ah, uh, good. The back plug. My yes. second favorite kind of plug. <laughs> I like that you have them ranked. Um, okay, so... Yes, it's number two. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Woo. What do they say on Twitter? Uh, Paul! Glasses better than all the other kinds. Fair enough. 
anywho, so for plugs about the show, uh, every Monday, be sure to check out Venture Bros. We are deep in season uh, four now, and it's been a blast going back through this one because I don't rewatch this one as much because it's a lot longer, and it's been super, super fun, and keep listening to that. Be sure to check out our articles. We've had a little bit of a break on articles, but they will be coming back. Uh, that's everything I have. Uh, this will be announced basically by the time the episode comes out, but uh, Demon Days, my actual play podcast, is going to be coming out on the 24th of April. I'll have some nice artwork for that, um, poster and all that, coming around Monday or so. So when you hear this, you'll probably have already seen it. Perfect. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesdays, you can check out Samwise, a, an advice podcast in which I, Sam, answer... <laughs> answer everybody's life questions using the lord of the rings extended editions and their special features and if you want to ask a question feel free to hit us up on the after the hype social channels i have never not been able to answer a question because the lord of the rings knows all so stump samwise is not going very well what i've been having an event on venture bros where i tell people to stump samwise it has not been going well no i didn't know that you were i mean (laughs) oh yeah Every episode, I tell people to stump you, and they haven't done it yet. Dude, the Lord of the Rings is everything. Like, you just, you can't. You're just fueling my fire more. I will find somebody to get a question that you can't answer, and then you just won't air it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know how to admit my shortcomings. I'm not a Boromir. the Lord of the Rings. No one should even try now, I guess. <laughs> I think that just makes the challenge greater. Prove Sam wrong. Emily, anything to plug? I have a lot of things that aren't ready yet. Perfect. <laughs> I would also like to plug Obi right here because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi, my dog, who's very loud normally. He's been sitting here the entire time and you'd never know. He's been super been chill. He's been a boy. good boy indeed. Yeah. Very good boy. That's and the song. Obi is a good boy. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Paul, you have a couple of books people should pick up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, you can follow me on Twitter at NotLikeFreddy. Um I mostly yell about food or anime, and I occasionally take white people to task. And occasionally? <laughs> he's also totally wearing a striped shirt right now like Freddy, so he's a liar. <laughs> no, but it's a different patterning, so it's not like Freddy. Oh. <laughs> On uh, brand. Yeah. I, I, well played. It's, it's definitely better to search for my, my handle at not like Freddy than to look for my actual name because... No, I, that is one thing I've been meaning to like mention. Like, Are you aware that it's impossible to find you on Twitter? Yes, my agent is very displeased with me. But, I, <laughs> but when you come up with a name like Punning Kruger Effect, you can't leave it on the table. <laughs> um, my first book, Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge, is about a secret society of bartenders who fight demons with alcohol magic that is available everywhere books are sold. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It was, I'm really proud of it. Uh, and my next one, Steel Crow Saga, comes out this September 24th uh, from Delray Books. Please pre-order. Pre-orders are super important for authors. But if you can't pre-order, just like ask your library to stock it. Do whatever you got to do. Buy my book. Sounds like a plan. So thank you, Paul, for coming back on. It was a pleasure having you again. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Like I don't think I've mentioned this on the mic, but this is actually my favorite movie. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, did you do it online? I'm not I, sure if you, you did. You said before uh, we started oh, okay. yeah. recording. No, like, this is actually my favorite movie. So getting a chance to talk about it with you all has been really, really fun. Awesome. It explains the shit yes I got when I asked if you wanted to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got no poker face. Yeah. <laughs> Even online where you can't see my face, I don't have a poker face. <laughs> I might want to look into that at some point. <laughs> so thank you very much for everyone for listening and bye.